Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, it's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 grand. Get up on your microphone stand and tell him who you am, my friend. Well, I could tell you. I bet you could, too. But people know. Yeah. The SAV. Ah. You know me. I do. Well. Ah. Costco pizza all around. Motherfuckers <laughs> want to get down to pound. 150 slice. No soda. You got to get the hot dog if you want the drink. <laughs> Am I giving you rapper's discretion on drank? There, I don't know what rhyme with drank. There was a few things that didn't quite rhyme in there, but I'm going to give it to you. because <laughs> No soda. You got to get the hot dog if you want the drink. Peace. <laughs> And we out of here. Again, it doesn't rhyme. Savage just spitting the truth. It's just facts. It's just that's facts. All, that's all falling focus. <laughs> There's no rhyme in necessary. <laughs> that was just that, co- that Costco update. Dollar fifty for a soda and a hot dog. But if you get pizza, you don't get shit. Peace. And we're out of here. <laughs> we out this bitch. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Well, welcome. Here we are. The very last episode of season five. We are wrapping up our fifth year of the 209 Till Infinity podcast. The next episode that you hear after this will officially be season six, episode one. So welcome to the very last episode of the fifth year of the 209 Till Infinity podcast. We uh, appreciate you for being on this ride with us for the last five years. It has been a hell of a trip. I think this year uh, in particular has been insanely crazy. I think more so probably than any of the previous years. You know, the the thing that's crazy when I sit back and I think about kind of the five-year journey. Yeah. Is just how much 
we've been through and how uh -huh. much has changed yeah. and how much is the same. Sure. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we started this, didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Then, you know, global pandemic. Yes. Which is, you know, not something anybody prepared for. No, there's no way to prepare for that. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and then no massive clue. life changes. Still and, have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I, new uh, news coming out, that new new. The new new. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's been five amazing years. And uh, let, me let me just tell you this. Do you know, I'll tell you this. Do you know where we started season one or season five, episode one this year? What was the subject matter? Well, I can is that tell what you're this. asking? This is this seems like so long ago. Okay. Was the uh, the newest installment of the Black Panther series dropped? Oh, okay. So we reviewed Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. So season five, episode one, reviewed Wakanda Forever. Well, let me ask you this now. Here we are, almost a year. I will a year later. Uh, where would you place Wakanda Forever? Have you rewatched? Is it one that you consider important to the universe? Because we just talked on the last episode how I felt like uh, most of the Marvel has been, uh, movies have been kind of pointless. There was no purpose. Directionless right. was the term I used. And I would almost hate to say, but Wakanda Forever is part of that. And so how do you feel about that movie now a year later? Oh, I would say a year later, I feel the exact same way about it that I did then. Is yeah. that uh, it was very good. It was entertaining. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's the one piece of the black, the, the one thing about Black Panther is it's kind of a standalone thing. It doesn't really kind of connect to the universe no. outside of, um, you know, Black Panther would show up at Avenger type things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he kind of just was like, hey, man, we're out here in Wakanda kind of handling our own business and right. trying to stay secret from everybody. Right. Fine. You can bring Bucky here. We'll, re we'll, you know, we'll rehab him, you know, but like. Yeah. Wakanda's kind of doing their own thing. That was you know a joke. I mean? Quit sending us your broken white boys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got it. We're tired of taking care of your broken white boys. But yeah, I mean, I, I have you rewatched? Did you watch it again? I did watch it again. And, I, and, and, and how it is, is like, this is what would happen is that I would watch them. Everything that I've rewatched since Spider-Man. Right. Has been because somebody else wants to watch it and hasn't seen it yet. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Nothing has made me go, oh man, I want to throw that on. Right, yeah. Right? Before Spider-Man, right? Yeah. We had the first Avengers on when we were getting ready for the party a few yes. weeks ago. It's been years. And we were like, I've oh my that. God, this is, I don't even remember this. this nah. They look so young, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, you're talking about 11, 12 years ago. More now. than that. Yeah. How long has it been since the first Avengers? Yeah, so... Um, is there anything since uh, the end of Phase Three? Yeah. If I have rewatched it, it's only because somebody else wanted to watch it again. Okay. Yeah. So like, I watched Black Panther again because my mom wanted to watch it. Gotcha. Right. Or Justin wanted to watch. It. I don't remember who wanted to watch it. I remember I watched rewatched Thor. Okay. You know, I thought it was terrible in the theater. I love watched and, it because mom love wanted and to watch thunder. it. Right. And then I, I remember we talked about it. I said, you know what? It wasn't as bad the second time around. Right. Um, with, right. Once once I had lowered expectations. Sure. Yeah, you weren't as uh, as pumped up for it as the uh, as the original, right? So 2012, the first Avengers was 2012. So literally, what would that be? And so in 2022, it would have been 10 years, right? Right. So we're at now uh, 11 years since the first Avengers. 
uh, yeah, you had that on and the party just kind of, pl- kind of playing in the background. And so I'd go in and out. But what I'd find myself doing is stopping. Like, oh, shit, this is that one part. And right. I'd stop. Like, I had to stop for the whole... One of the greatest moments in that movie is when Tony Stark is stalling for time mm-hmm. and he's having the big conversation with Loki. Just he's stalling him out, but he's he knows Loki has this ego and he's going to stroke his ego and placate him and try to fire right. him up. And that there's that moment where he goes, I have an army. And he goes, well, we have a Hulk. You know, and it's just a cla- it's just a classic like you can't you can't beat it, man. That first one is it's it's really where it really the shift that kind of started everything. I mean, I know the first Iron Man movie started everything, but that was the movie that really solidified it and people went, "Oh, there's something to this. There's something going on here like we built to this and now we're building from that and moving forward." And it it's uh well, it's it was a- the first time that they basically brought everything together. Right. And then everyone went like, whoa. Okay. And then yeah. people went back and was watching, rewatching the stuff that maybe they'd missed. And like, yeah. you know. It was a big deal. So. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you. You're absolutely right in the take that I haven't, I did not rewatch Wakanda forever. The only movie that I've rewatched multiple times since probably Endgame was. Clifford uh, 37. Clifford 37. Yeah. Clifford's Revenge, R- Rise, or whatever the R- hell it was. It was Rise of the Red. Yeah, Rise of the Red. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. No, I mean, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. That I've seen that four times. That was for you, Country Woody. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love that Spider-Man No Way Home. But I mean, I didn't rewatch Black Widow. I did not rewatch Wakanda Forever. As much as I enjoyed um, The Last Guardians of the Galaxy, I have even yet to rewatch that. I have not. I just, it was great. I enjoyed it, but it's not one that's got me going like, yo, man, like there's certain movies you walk out of the theater and you're like, I can't wait to see that again. And I, as much as I enjoyed, I really enjoyed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I thought that was a great, that's one of the better Marvel movies in this run. It still felt directionless and a bit pointless, like, but it was still very good. Funny, action-packed, great special effects. I've yet to rewatch it. Well, I'll tell you this. There's a lot of things like now where I'm just like, you know, I'm scrolling, I'm looking, whatever. And there's, it's sad, I guess. But I mean, it's just the way it is. There's very few things where I will stop and I'll go, oh. Yeah. What time is it? Yeah. I I think I do want to watch Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? For sure, for sure. I, I don't be like, ooh. I think I do want to watch Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've haven't. Well, she was great. I thought yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. I was very. I rewatched that one on Disney Plus after the theater, but I feel like what happened to Shang Chi? It's been some years now, and like that character just disappeared. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing when I talk about directionless. It's like normally he might pop up and at least say hello, or they might mention him in something else. There's been zero mention of Shang Chi in any of the television shows or movies, and since Shang Chi. We've had at least seven Marvel movies since right. then. And there hasn't even been a whisper of Shang-Chi. Like, not no talk, nothing. It's been silent on his end. I think I shared you a post where somebody was like, what happened? What happened to Shang-Chi? Like, why are we not? Yeah, man, it's just, you know what I'm finding, too, is I think you can get too much of a good thing. And I think we shared this on another one. We just said it's been 11 years since the Avengers. That means since the first Iron Man, you're talking about probably 15 years ago. Like... So we've had so much amazing Marvel material in the last 15 or so years that I think we hit a peak where it's like, you can't 
keep that up. Nobody. Right. It's like a dynasty, like a sports team. You might win three Super Bowls, but your guys are going to get old and retire, and you're going to have injuries, and eventually that dynasty comes to an end. And I feel like with Marvel, I'm not saying they don't have good stuff on the horizon, but anybody that's waiting around for them to duplicate the last that run up to Endgame, don't hold your breath. Right. It, it ain't it ain't happening. Like for me now, what I've learned is that after all of that, is how much I just appreciate a small movie, a movie that deals with actual real human beings and real issues and real people. Like I think when we get to our best movies of the year episode, uh, I I can tell you right now, Air. It, this, the Air movie, the movie about the creation of the first Air Jordan and how they signed Michael Jordan. That movie's going to be high, 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 high up on my list of movies. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Exactly. And look, listen to that. Most of that movie takes place in an office. It's just guys struggling to get by, sharing their story and trying to start a business, right? So they're they're in boardrooms and they're sitting at their desks occasionally they leave and he goes to Michael Jordan's parents' house and talks to his mom and then he comes back. But the majority of that movie takes place inside the Nike headquarters. There isn't one piece of CGI. There isn't an explosion. There isn't a superhero. Nobody's got powers. Well, Michael Jordan's kind of a superhero. But Michael Jordan really isn't the center of that film. The center of that film is the people that run Nike and create Nike. I'd say the two biggest stars are Matt Damon and... um, Matt Damon. Viola Davis. Viola Davis, who plays Michael Jordan's mother. And then Matt Damon, who plays not Phil Knight. Phil Knight's the owner of Nike. He plays the guy who's smart enough to know they need to bet everything on Michael Jordan. And it's really a story about people. I mean, there's a moment in that movie where Jason, we never reviewed this movie. It's, cra- it's kind of crazy to think. We never did a review of it. I and mean, you and I both watched it. Um, it's crazy. I, I don't know how we slipped up on that one. That's, a, that's our bad. You caught us sleeping. <laughs> Uh, but there's a moment in that movie where Jason Bateman's character shares how much he loves working for Nike because he only gets to see his daughter like what once once a weekend or something like that for a couple hours and he always brings her a pair of shoes. Right. And that's like their moment, their shared moment. And he's now realizing that if this gamble on Michael Jordan doesn't work out, he'll have nothing to bring to the table to bring to his daughter on Saturday when they get that two hours to meet because he's divorced Mm -hmm. and he's going like trying to stress to Matt Damon how fucking important it is that we succeed and we keep these jobs. I need this to survive, to live, to be a hero in my daughter's eyes. Even if it's just for a couple of hours, that's such a human moment. Like, and it's beautiful. It's more beautiful than any CGI, uh, any, it's more beautiful than any superpower or anything like that. And it's those moments in movies. My wife and I just watched a movie. Uh, I think it's called Brittany runs a marathon. And it's just literally the true story of a young girl who's in her twenties feels like she's circling, not doing anything with her life except partying. She's overweight. And, uh, she, the funny thing is she goes to a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. She goes to this doctor to get, um, Ritalin or some kind of prescription drug prescribed. She goes, yeah, doc, I just feel a little weird. And, you know, I I just think I I think it would center me if I if you could give me some pills. And she just wants these pills to party. Right. And he's like, look, I ain't writing you a prescription for those pills. But here's what I tell you. He gives her the standard doctor lecture. You're overweight. Your blood pressure's high. Your sugar levels are too high. You need to diet and lose weight. And she's like leaves there pissed. 
And then somehow or another, she stumbles into this idea that she wants to run the New York Marathon, which is like 28 miles or something insane like that. And it's her journey. And the craziest thing is it's based on a true story and the actress who's playing Britney loses 40 pounds throughout the movie. And it's funny and it's heartfelt and it's a story about real people. And I think if this whole Marvel sequel explosion has created anything, it's forced people to take a step back and realize, oh, you know what? I like those little indie, small, funny, touching movies. Like, I think it's forced us to uh, realize how important people like Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino are. And, and, and you know, even the bigger guys like uh, Martin Scorsese. Like, look, we, the two biggest movies of the year were Barbie. Right? Barbie. Right. right. You could have... At the beginning of this year, if you'd have told me, I'll bet you $1,000, Barbie's going to be the most successful movie of 2023. I'd have been like, you're on, dude. I will take that bet. You're out of your mind. It's going to be The Flash. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I was way off base. Because Barbie, even though it was Barbie, it dealt with, and I haven't seen it, but from what everybody tells me, is it deals with the issues of women learning that they're much more than just a pretty face and a cute dress it goes beyond that of loving who you are and not how people feel you are. And then what was the other one was the uh, the movie about the creation of the nuclear bomb. the Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Where everybody said it's just people talking. Like literally just people talking. There's no, you know, and Christopher Nolan's known for the big IMAX war movies and Batman movies. Mm -hmm. This was a small film. Like in a, in a, in a way, it had a lot of big actors and probably had a big budget. But it was about people talking about creating the nuclear bomb and what effects that could have on our society. A historical drama. Those are our two biggest movies of the year. Not The Flash, not Creed 3, not Avengers 3, not it's this is a sign Hollywood. People are telling you like this is what we want. We're right. ready for some originality. We're ready for some creativity. We're ready to tug at the heartstrings. We're not just big morons that want explosions and bright colors. We want more. And I think, yeah, when we get to our big movies of the year, I've got a couple that are like smaller films. Like in Air, obviously, I just gave you a sneak preview, a little hint of what's to come in our episode. But Air is high on my list. And there are some big budget films with explosions and stuff too. But, you know... I think people are realizing, look, there's more out there. Like, don't just give it, keep churning these sequels out. Like we're, we're zombies that are just gonna, oh, gotta go to the next Marvel when they got need Star Wars. No, there's other shit out there. Like we can, you know, need Lord of the Rings, whatever, you know, like that's what they, they, they felt, I think they felt like they had a license to print money for a minute. Like mm -hmm. this is a guaranteed moneymaker. No matter what we do, we can't fail. And I haven't seen the numbers yet, so uh, the Marvels dropped Thursday, and I don't know where we are as of Saturday, but the reviews are just so-so. They're saying it's just okay. Not terrible. They're not bombing it. I think it's got a 60-something on Rotten Tomatoes and an 80-something by the people, which isn't, isn't awful, but I don't know numbers-wise what it's doing, and we probably won't get a full numbers until the weekend, I would imagine. But well, I can tell you this: going forward into season six, let's hope that uh, the movie scene is a little better. 
Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, it hasn't been, uh, I don't think, an amazing year for, for film. No. And the one we didn't get to, because I know you've been crazy busy. Uh, you know, you were too busy with The Little Mermaid, so we didn't get to. Uh... I mean, <laughs> why, why are you giving away uh, potentially one of my movies of the is year that what, right Is now? it in your top five? I, I, I didn't realize. That wasn't an intentional thing. But the one that we didn't review that I, that I am bummed about that I saw and is more like a indie film a smaller drama there's action but it isn't really an action movie was the equalizer three i think i texted you and went i really enjoyed it but it's different than what i expected and i'm really excited for you to watch that because i'd love to talk about it because really the crazy thing about the power of denzel washington is there's really only three action scenes in this whole two-hour movie and they're quick they're short they're not like Jackie Chan or the Avengers was like, pop, pop, explosions and fights and guns and roll. And we got to get there quick. It's, you know, he, he checks his watch, jacks a dude up and then moves on. It's the power of Denzel Washington and the potential that, you know, we're building to something, the drama of what we're building to. And we know we're getting somewhere that holds you in your seat. You're just captivated by Denzel, who's one of the, he's the GOAT, one of the greatest ever do it. Uh -huh. And the the drama that's building. But really, there's an action scene at, at the beginning that's very short. There's one in the middle, and then one at the end. And none of them are long. And, and yet, I was never bored once. And it's because of the character development and the acting. And dude, I really, that's one of my, I, just learning now that we didn't review Air, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with us. If you have not seen Air, it is on Prime right now. Like, you can watch it for free if you're an Amazon Prime member. That movie is absolutely incredible. I think Scott and I will both would tell you. Uh, he just mentioned bet one of the best of the year. Amazing. And if you didn't see The Equalizer 3, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it was still incredible and a, a great way to wrap up the series because they clearly wrapped it up and they're done. And uh, yeah, I, I want to. I can't wait for you to see that because that's something I want to talk about. But it used to be, it felt like every week for a while there was a new movie. I can remember going like, "You're like, hey, are you going to get in uh, the Eternals?" Like, oh shit, is that out? Is that? I just last week just went and watched, you know, whatever. And now, fuck yeah, all right, I'll get it in Friday. I'll see you Saturday, and we'll get we'll knock this review out. And it was like, it felt like every other week I was going to the movies, and it was like all of a sudden. We came to a grinding halt. Grinding halt. And COVID had a lot to do with that. But even since COVID, there's been more like, it's just been, I mean, we had Jurassic Park there at one point, the new Jurassic World. We had Spider-Man No Way Home. There was a lot of stuff happening there for a minute. Even despite COVID, we had Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. But I think we've got a lot of movies coming up on the horizon. I mean, we got Deadpool coming up. I think there's a lot of things that are, they're going to, that are going to happen that are going to, that are going to get us back into that. But I'm hoping for the new year that, yeah, that the movie scene is better because it's been fucking weak, man. Like, I've just been going back. It's been, it's been rough. Older films. Like, even the, like, I canceled Netflix and I canceled HBO Max because even the, like, straight made for, like, you watched, you told me you watched uh, on Netflix, you watched, uh, I call it Thor Wick. It's Extraction 2 mm -hmm. with uh, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I enjoyed Extraction 1. We reviewed Extraction 1. 
and it was very much Jason Bourne, John Wick, that style of action. One guy taking on an army and nobody can stop him, but it's Chris Hemsworth. And I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. It left you hanging. They made you believe he was dead. You knew he wasn't going to be dead. Then they announced a sequel and you really know he's not dead. So, but man, it was like four years between Extraction and Extraction 2. By the time Extraction 2 rolled around, I canceled Netflix. I was like, I can't wait around for Extraction 2 like for, at $15.99 a month or whatever you're charging me. But you saw it. You said you actually really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, do I keep the channel around for that hit and miss movie every once in a while that they get? And I I couldn't. I couldn't justify the price point, man. And it's just too much. It's it's. There's so many. Right now, I have, we just canceled Apple TV. I canceled HBO Max. I canceled Netflix. Right now, I have Peacock and Hulu. That's it. Other than the free stuff, right. like the Roku channel or Crackle, which I don't watch that shit. And we have Prime. Prime has a lot of original programming on it. It's where I've been watching a lot of movies lately. I've been going back to Prime and checking movies out. But yeah, man, let's hope this year that the movie and television amps up because I've also felt the TV was pretty weak this year too. I, I didn't, uh, there wasn't a lot to talk about. Like, even though, yeah, we reviewed a lot of shows, Ahsoka, we already did that. I, this is fine. It was just okay. I was disappointed. It wasn't great. It wasn't mind blowing. Like, so. But that's uh, that's because you didn't watch Tulsa King. So. No, I did not watch Tulsa King. You're right about that. And that's Paramount Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? You were loving that. You waiting for the second season, right? <clears throat> I, I hope there is a second season because uh, I mean there is, but like we talked about, Sylvester Stallone ain't. Uh, he ain't a spring chicken. No, he's not. He looks great for 80, but <laughs> but he's 80 still. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you could just drop dead at any moment at that age. And like, he's, uh, yeah. I mean, it could happen to us too, but. Oh, 100%. But once you hit, once you hit your 70s, you're basically on the clock. There's no, there's no like, oh, you know, yeah, oh, well, there's no making a five-year plan, you know? Right. <laughs> once you hit 73, 74, you're not. You know what I'm going to do five years from now? You're like, no, no, here, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do tomorrow and we'll go from there. You know, like, like there's a a, a lady that I work with uh, uh, when I used to work at the diner. Her mom is 99, going to be 100 next year. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, her one of her daughters who I worked with at the diner for years reached out to me. And I love Ruth. Ruth is the woman's name who's 99. Such a sweetheart, always took such great care of me and my family and, and always was such a huge help to me. I love her to death. Ruth is an amazing woman, but she's 99. And Janet, or Jeannie, her sister, her daughter reached out to me and said, I just want you to know, mom's got congestive heart failure. So she's, you know, she will be going soon. I went and saw Ruth. I went and paid her a visit at 99. She still looks incredible. And I left there and I went, you know, at 99, should you really call it heart failure at this point? Did it really fail her? She's 99. She's probably going to make it to her 100th birthday. I don't think her heart failed in any way, shape, or form. Right. If I dropped dead right now, I would say my heart failed. It would make sense because of all the Costco pizza I ate. <laughs> I, but even then, did your heart fail? It was like, well, I didn't really give it the maintenance. It probably yeah, no, did. I failed. No, you're absolutely right. But I just thought, I started thinking about that. I went and visited Ruth. And yeah, she's 99 and she's 
She's definitely not as crisp as she was when I worked at the diner, but she was still there, remembered me, pulled me in, gave me a big hug and a kiss on the cheek, said, ask me how my kids were doing. I mean, at 99 plus, at 99 going on 100, I don't really think it's fair to say that she's got congestive heart failure. I think it's just fair to say that her heart's ready to take a break. It, mm -hmm. It's done its job. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting, man. Like, I don't know. Can we really say failure at this point at 99? I don't think so. Like, so anyway, man, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but this is the year end. This is our five and last episode of well, season five. Well, you're five not, years. You're not rambling. You're talking about uh, the fact that the music circus, music circus, Music circus too. The mu uh, the the uh, movie scene has been uh, a little disappointing this year. Yes, and that's where we started this year. Right. Uh, talking about the uh, Black Panther, right? And then that was season five, episode one was our review of Wakanda Forever. Right. Got you. And um, basically, where we went from there was th then things started to really pick up. Okay. Yeah, we we broke down uh, the top. Five burger chains. Oh, that's when we did our uh, burger burger draft. The drafts. Yeah. It, it, if I gotta say, and I think the drafts came about in season five. Was that when we created yeah. the drafts? Yeah. So we did the burger draft. I love the drafts. I think if I had to say of anything that came out of season five, I think the drafts. Now I know other people do drafts. After we started doing it, I saw guys that were doing their. Uh, top five Southern rapper draft, and I sent you the video. I'm like, look, these guys stole our idea. <laughs> you know I mean? We might have stole their idea. We might know. have, but we didn't do it intentionally. I love the draft. So we did the burger draft. We did the candy draft for Halloween. We did uh, we did the Christmas movie draft, which was awesome. We did the baseball movie draft, which was incredible. That was maybe one of my favorites. The Christmas movie draft, the candy was good, but we've done now several drafts and you can, the cool thing about that is you can basically do anything. So it's funny because uh, uh, Keith gave us a shout out on his, the latest episode of the never too late podcast, because Keith, they start every podcast with a top five, whether that be uh, top five restaurants, sports teams, movies, whatever, musicians, uh, what would you do if you won the lotto? They do all kinds of shit and it's it's entertaining and then they go in They kind of do it backwards of what we do They start with a top five and that might spur some conversations and then they go into like a catch-up Like well, what have you been up to? Here's what we're doing now or they'll have a guest Got Whatever, it. but they did the top five Halloween candies and he stopped and he's like look I Got to give a shout out to Bill Adams and Scott from the 209 till infinity podcast. They did this already They did a, a candy top five candies um, but I'm gonna say right now, he's like, we're stealing it. He just came right. Now. He's like, we're stealing it, baby. But I will say, yeah, the the, the burger draft was uh, was was fun. Was it so? That was our first draft. Was the burger draft then? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, the burger draft. It had to be because then we got into the holidays for the Christmas movie draft and the Halloween candy draft. Uh, and I don't remember. Did we do like? Um, I, I think maybe this year if we haven't done it. Maybe for Thanksgiving, we do the Thanksgiving food draft. Like well, we a, always look forward to like, what are we looking forward to for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we always talk about that. So we should do it as a draft. As as a as a uh, as an absolute, uh, you know, two two great beacons of health. Yeah. That we are. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we do step away and talk about some food that we like. Occasionally. You know what would be interesting? And I don't think there's any way to do it. I wouldn't have the time to do it. I would love to know in the five seasons we've done, how many times we say burrito. What's the burrito count in, in five seasons? Yo, burritos are here. We just went and got burritos. Oh, man, we grabbed Mexican after. Let me tell you about that burrito. And oh, man. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Mad Cyclone might have those numbers. Because yeah. he gets pissed every time we talk about burritos. Yeah, we just need to go through the text messages from him and go, you, you're talking about those damn burritos again. And hey, Mad Cyclone, I feel you, but it's not my fault you live in, in Cleveland. Oh, ho. Yeah. Is uh, we You're are in the middle of nowhere. We are in the Mexican food capital of the world. Oh, the dude. Mecca, bro. Yeah, I have a friend and a coworker of mine. She just recently got married. Uh, she started her uh, honeymoon with in like Rome, like uh, oh, no nice. Paris, Paris. Oh, okay, France, Paris. Yeah, doing that the Louvre. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Eiffel Tower. And then the second, at, at least as far as I know, the second leg of it is sure. they're in uh, Madrid, in oh, Spain. Oh, Spain, nice. And uh, she's like, it's beautiful, it's spectacular. Tacos are ass. Yeah, okay. I yeah. was like, yeah, bro, Cali, represent. We got that shit on lock. I've, I've, I've mentioned several times in this podcast, some of the worst Mexican food I've ever had is in Mexico. Like, it's insane. And some of the best, most authentic Mexican food I've ever had is there as well. You also got to know where to go. I bet you in Spain, in Madrid, if you talk, if you could speak Spanish and you went up in Spanish and were like, yo, where, are, where is the spot? Where is the taco spot? Somebody could point you in the right direction. Cali represent... We got that on lock. Yeah. That's exactly what I just said, right? She said, for real. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. Now, like I said, though, if you went to somebody, some little old man and like, yo, where's the taco spot? Because that's what we did. You know, I got, we got burned on bad Mexican food in Mexico. So we asked somebody that worked at the resort that didn't speak that great of English, but just spoke enough. I was like, where is the spot to get tacos? Where's the best food? And he pointed us to this little hole in the wall kind of you sit outside off the beaten path and it was freaking delicious dude but when you're hitting up the chains and the bigger places that are geared for the tourists right it's bullshit it's horse shit it's horrible horrible right Right. horrible i hear you but yeah so i'm thinking if we haven't done it we'll have to go back and do some research but i think in an upcoming episode we do thanksgiving food draft we draft our top and we see who's got the better team who, who drafts the better team for uh thanksgiving vittles matt that i, oh, I think the vittles? That, the vittles baby the food the eats the fixings if you know what i'm saying i think that would be fun man i, I look forward to that well I, I think that'd be a good idea and i know that people would love it and then also then we'll just get hungry yes so it's coming one of my favorite times of the year man i love thanksgiving uh then we uh you know and, and this is we, we episode season five episode eight life got a little upside down talked uh-huh. about my accident in oh, georgia yeah 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 yeah. right and then uh next episode after that you know we we took some time to remember our good friend ari aristotle yes, yes rest it's, in peace uh you know crazy m-c-r-e baby yeah, yeah. the mino filipino that's right that's and, right uh, yeah we went was, to the uh, service yeah, yeah and uh it's crazy that uh what was it christmas that he passed away right yes yeah, it was right around there yeah somewhere it was in christmas ballpark. eve or christmas and yeah. uh so uh, crazy that it's been 11 months already. Ah, that's insane. Yeah. Oh my God. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Lots happened to this year. Like I said, this may be one of the most tumultuous years for us. Like as far as just like, 
your new job and your travel ramping up and you getting into a new relationship and me really having this shift in the real estate market where things are difficult. My son's car accident, just insane. dude. Speaking about your relationships. Yeah. In February, we talked about, we had a little Valentine's episode. Remember we talked about former loves, past loves. Oh shit. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. That's what I'm saying. When you're like, let's do a recap. I'm like, I don't remember what we talked about last week, dude, let alone seven months ago. Like, so it's a good thing you're pulling up the episodes and going over them. Yeah. Okay. So we did a Valentine's episode and we talked about relationships. Okay. Right. Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, if you remember back in February, the up and coming comic uh, Barbosa and George Lopez were going at each other oh, on social yeah. media. Lopez apologized to him after the fact. He, he had to back down. Yeah, he had to. He, he was wrong. He's like, look, man, I was on a podcast. I was talking shit with my friends. He said I was fee- basically, and not in so many words, but he's like, I was feeling myself. He's like, you know, they they asked me about this kid, and I'm like, who's that? You know, I'm George Lopez. I don't know who that is. I don't know who he is, and I really didn't. He's like, but you know. He's like, I forget sometimes that I'm on a podcast and that other people listen to this because those guys are my friends. And it's like, I was just shooting the shit with my friends and kind of forgot where I was for a moment. And he's like, I I reached out and Barbosa said he reached out to him and apologized. I called him on the phone and apologized. And I just came across that Barbosa guy. It's funny you bring him up. Literally, it's either last night or the night before a clip of him doing stand up. And he is... I'd like to go see him if he came to a club, like, cause I think, I don't know if he's playing big, big theaters yet or oh, he's pretty big. He's getting, I know he's grown up a lot, but man, this clip, he was basically in a sense saying he just had a kid and he's like talking about how weird it is to be young and have a kid. And he's like, I, I'm not ready yet. He's like, I'm still learning, man. He's like, I don't have anything to teach this guy. He's like, so yeah. And he's, he's older now. He's like, he can walk, he can talk, he can eat, he can ask for things. And he's like, basically, that's all I got for you, bro. <laughs> I got nothing else to give you. He's like, now you and I learn together. <laughs> he's just like, I got nothing else for you. You, you. you got the basics, now we grow together. Like, and he's just like, he's funny, man. But like, uh, yeah, I'd go see him if he, if he was like at the punchline or some shit. I got tickets, speaking of the punchline, in December, I'm going to see Michael Rapp. Michael Rappaport. Oh, the Rappapeasy for But cheesy. I could see him. I don't know where he's at if he's doing theaters. I know he's not. I don't think Barbosa's up to the arena level yet. But I could see him doing like three or four nights at the punchline, like where you sell out multiple, doing two shows a night for a weekend. I would go see him. He never doesn't make me laugh. His uh, his his special on HBO Max was funny as hell, dude. Like really, really legitimately funny. Like he's one of those new up and comers to watch for, dude. So funny. Yeah, so he's at the San Jose Improv. Okay, so yeah, he's doing clubs still. Yeah. Ontario, Ontario Improv Club. Yeah, so like December 14th through the 17th. Yeah. Two shows at the San Jose Improv. Two two shows, two shows. Yeah, exactly what you just said. Yeah, and that's what, and what'll happen is he's going to realize like, all right, this is too much. Like, I can just do a theater. He'll step it up to like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, of a venue that would be... He's going up to the next, so he's not he's not playing the club, but he's not playing the Golden One Center. He's somewhere in between. Like, right. like he'll he'll start playing theaters where he's like, okay, instead of doing, you know, seven shows a weekend, I just pull into SAC and I do one, and then I go to you know, like, 
and then he'll get to the real once he if he if he takes it to that next next level then he'll start it'll be golden one center and shit like that like well like look at uh who'd you go see you guys went and saw joe coy right right he had to add a second show at the golden one center like that's how crazy insane he got and it sold out like that's insane a comedian had to add a second show to the golden one center not the red hot chili peppers not the rolling stones joe coy added a second show at the golden one center ralph barbosa general admission at the san jose improv uh-huh 103 bucks 103 for general admission yep he's, he's on his way i'll watch you on tiktok bro yeah 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 no disrespect yeah i don't yeah i can tell you right now michael rapaport wasn't 103 yeah <laughs> or my wife would be like same shit you're like yeah watch him on on youtube it's not happening listen to his podcast yeah the rap report anyway yeah man so that's uh yeah that's crazy i forgot about that there was that little blow up man and lopez got fucking reamed for that like they drug him his ass through the mud he had to apologize i think he legitimately he seemed like he legitimately felt bad but he uh he wanted to he 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 he, he got he got fucked up for that well, yeah. uh, well I, I think that it goes back to a little bit like kind of something that we we see a lot is right is that that guy his ego is too big for his britches yeah yeah and he you know yeah and, and, and don't get me wrong like I'm, he had to work hard to get where he is yeah but then when he is at the top of the mountain he acted like he didn't yeah. remember what it was like on the bottom of the mountain and you know he was feeling himself too his new show with his daughter the the i forget lopez what it, on lopez or lopez something. on lopez lopez versus lopez it's good i watched the first season i enjoyed it so i think he was kind of like oh i'm back i got a new show it's a hit isn't the uh little hispanic kid that was doing the tiktoks with his dad yeah, on there that and plays his that's his away. grandson yeah and the dad passed away and i'll, I'll give it to him the kid didn't miss an episode like he, he he grinded out the rest of that season and did that show it's a funny show it takes a minute like i noticed with most sit most sitcoms the first two or three episodes they're figuring it out like I, amber and i sat down and watched it and i was like i don't know by the second episode i was like a little better i kind of enjoyed that and by the third episode i was like okay here we go. It's kind of like we felt that with the Keenan show. Remember Keenan? Mm -hmm. We got two seasons of the Keenan, but you and I were both like, <gasps> after the first couple episodes, this show ain't going to make it. Right. And it didn't end up making it, but it got two seasons. What They gave it a second season. It got better. The Lopez show gets, and you know, his daughter's not an actress or a comedian, and it's his actual real life daughter. And they're kind of reliving their, like, he wasn't a real great father, wasn't there. In the show, he's not a comedian. He's just like a like a, a he owns a moving company, but uh, Lopez Movers. But he's it's kind of their relationship in real life. Like he was not around much because he was famous and a comedian, a traveling comedian. So, but she's not. She gets her acting chops get better as they go. But the first couple, you're like, Ugh, I don't know, girl. You like don't quit your day job. But right anyway, it's it's not a bad show. I, I enjoy it. What else we got, man? You're taking well, me down memory lane here well, with the episodes. We I had like a, it. And then we had a little bit of a run. We talked about the movies. Yeah. We had Ant-Man, Quantum Realm episode. We oh. had the questionable Creed. Oh, boy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember, I mean, this was a long time ago, but there was uh, there was some beef between Savage and Subway. Oh, shit. <laughs> I do vaguely remember the, the great Subway debacle. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And then right back at it, John Wick came out. Yeah. So that was amazing. That's going to be on my list for yeah. the year. I can tell you right now. I love that movie. Yeah. John Wick 4 was incredible. Just rewatched it the other day for like the third time, I think. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And then uh, then we, we did the 
baseball movie draft in uh, beginning of May. That's a good one. And then um, this is a sad episode for me, season five, episode 20. The beam is off for now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Kings knocked out of the playoffs. During all that, you know, all that season, right? The Kings were having an amazing season. Yes. You know, Savage was going to... The, the playoffs. Yes. And, uh, you bought yeah. the expensive tickets. I did. I did. You like, you have seasons. You are a season ticket holder. Confirmed. But you upped for the better seats, pricier tickets, and then were in turn selling your other tickets, right? If Correct. I'm remembering correctly. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, you spent you spent some a good chunk of change. Uh, on that. A fairly uh, decent amount of coin, if you will. Substantial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, then uh, you know, little Joy Joe Coy. Yes. Bathing in Mandalore, the Mandalorian. The came Mandalorian back. season three we talked about. Yeah, which was out of the three, that's my least favorite season. But uh, it, it it took three or four episodes to get going. But we once slid did, into June's DMs with a little Guardian of the Galaxy review. Good movie, good movie. Uh, yeah. And then another movie, which was mm. a man named Otto. Oh, good movie. See, there you go. What was I talking about? A movie about real people going through real things, emotional moments. That movie opens with. Tom Hanks, America's dad, trying to kill himself. Yeah. It's a great movie. That movie was so good. You love all the neighbors and the characters so much in that movie, man. Like, we need more movies like that. I was so glad that I still had Netflix at that moment so I could watch that movie. That was a great movie, man. Hanks is amazing. But the young lady, the neighbor, her and her husband and her kids, they befriend him and fall in love with him and learn his story are so good, man. It's just... Yeah, we need more of those kind of movies, man. That's the kind of movies we need. And then uh, <clears throat> talked about, uh, let me see here. Talked about Jelly Roll's rise to the top. He was really uh, popping we, off in July. We've talked a lot about Jelly Roll this year. This season, I'd say there's at least three or four episodes where we get into discussions and Jelly Roll comes up. Did you see his tearful Instagram post? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better. Yeah. I, I did see his tearful in Instagram post. Yeah. And um, I just happened to read a comment uh-huh. on that post uh-huh. that said, I love this. Yeah. But I love Bunny's story more. So I went to his wife's Just to make Instagram. it clear... Uh- Jelly Roll shared a post on like Instagram and social media where he was in tears saying how he couldn't believe he was nominated for a Grammy. Is it best country album? Is that what it no, is? No, so he got best country nominated for best country a uh, new new artist. Okay. Best new artist. Yeah. And he also got a Grammy nomination for best country song. Okay. The Save Me with Laney Wilson. He's having a hell of a year when you think about how amazing it was for him to play the Grand Ole Opry. That was like his dream, the one thing he wanted, and he got it. And then to to then he won CMA awards, country or CMT awards, is it CMA, CMT? He won some country music awards, which is huge. Uh, and then now to be nominated for a Grammy, and I will say that the Grammys have a tendency to be kind of a popularity contest, uh-huh. and he's very popular right now. I think he's got a good shot of walking away with at least one Grammy. Well, so anyway, he posted that saying in tears saying he w- was nominated for a Grammy and he couldn't believe it. It was his dream. But then Bunny posted it's something even better. Yeah, so I assume you didn't see this. I did not see it. No. So um, she is on her phone 
uh-huh. recording him. Yeah. It's, I don't know what time, but it's pitch black. Okay. It's like early in the morning, I guess, when they announce what the nominations are. Yeah, they announce it real early. Yeah, yeah, like super early. So it's pitch black. They're in a room that's like pitch black. Yeah. She's recording him. So like you can see that it's him. Right, right, But right, like right, it's right. dark. You can tell, right? And she's like, you know, Bubba's trying to, you know, the Grammy, no- Grammy nominations are coming out. And, you know, and he's like, we didn't get nominated for... Um, best country album we didn't get this and then he stops and he loses his shit he starts crying okay and he just literally it is like the most genuine vulnerable moment and I was telling Kim that like it's back in the day like that's something that could have been like a private moment but this is a world we live in now where people share everything and that's why they're popular or whatever things like that absolutely this dude is laying in bed like it looked like he had like a sleeveless shirt on or whatever. He usually does, yeah. And uh, he's blubbering like a, a, a you know, a, a little kid. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he puts the sheet over his head because he got nominated for a Grammy. Right, yeah. And it yeah. was such a real emotional moment. It was so amazing. Yeah. And uh, it was it was just, I, I will say this, like I think that there's stuff that could be uh, private moments and things like that, but... To have the ability to see something like that, yeah, you know what I mean, and yeah. see somebody's vulnerability and how much they appreciate it, and, and the culmination of their hard work. And you know, we've we've you know we've uh, we've shined a lot of light on Jelly Roll on, on this hundred percent. You know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's no coincidence that he's since twenty eighteen on this rise since yeah, yeah. you know that pretty much he came to Sacramento to a Nine Infinity podcast, started talking about him, and he's had a meteoric rise. You do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out, people. Um, but I'm sure we had something to do with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to, to see that. And it's it's almost like the what we just talked about, right? Like, I'm sure this rise had to happen for George Lopez. Yeah. Right? So, like, in a year, Jelly Roll is going to, like, I, I honestly thought about this today. I was like, what's left? Right. If you win a Grammy. Right. Yeah, you've yeah, done yeah. everything you've ever dreamed of. Right. In a year. Yep. Now yeah, headlined just, shows you've worked yeah. you've done cmas you've done a a world a, 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 a what do they call it with a massive tours whatever yeah, it's yeah, called. yeah yeah you, yeah you had your own headlining tour yeah you you've you've been on every award show you country you just won country music award the cmas podcasts now. interviews millions of views millions and millions and millions of views on his videos Tons of records sold you, now. You, you have the most influential people in the world backing you, like Joe Rogan. And yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean, like, oh yeah, it's it's he's legit now. It's yeah. he's a superstar. So I tell you this. Yeah. You said there's a strong chance that he wins a Grammy. I think that that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um. I say, what do you do now that you've reached the top? You've done everything you've ever wanted to do. You know, for your entire life in a year. How do you handle it now? Like that's yeah, going to yeah. be the true, sh- yeah, the yeah, true yeah. sign, right? And I and I will tell you this: I, I will be massively disappointed if he changes who he is. I don't think he will. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm not too. He worried is about a that. genuine person. Yeah, like we've talked about this. Like I love Yellow Wolf. He's my favorite artist. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to meet him. Yeah, because right. he's kind of artsy and kind of off and weird and you yeah, know, yeah. like you know, he's he's still Bama. 
but yeah, he's yeah. also artsy. So it's weird. I don't want to meet him. I've been a little taken aback. I, I, I got to say, I didn't see the golf thing coming with him. He fucking loves golf. I, I wouldn't love, have guessed that. I love that a, about him. Dude. I know. And I know you do. You're a golfer. But I just, when you told, when I started listening to, when I fell in love with Love Story, and that became one of my favorite albums of all time, and it still is. If you'd have told me, dude, this guy's going to be in like golf shirts and golf pants with his face tats out like weekly, like on right. the links playing 18. I'd be like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like there's no way in hell. And he does. He, he like wears the pants, the belt, the shoes, the shirt is in full golf mode, but then still has his long ass hair and sunglasses and face tatted up. And, like, and, and he's playing with another guy who's a total golfer, like sometimes, yeah. and they look like golfers. Then he's got two of his boys out there in cut off sleeve shirts and yeah. looking like they're from Alabama. I would have never guessed that in a million years, but it's crazy. But you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said this, nor that, that moment with Jelly Roll would have normally been a private moment, but this is the world we live in now where we share everything. We overshare sometimes. So you're right. We never got to see what's spe so special about that is how many artists did we back back in the day that were probably nobodies. And then all of a sudden they get that big hit on the radio and then they're doing the world tour and they're making MTV music videos. We never got to see them react to, oh my God, I, we've seen Jelly Roll react to hearing his music on the radio. We've mm -hmm. seen Jelly Roll react to playing the Grand Old Opry. We've seen Jelly Roll react two huge crowds on his tours every night. We've seen how emotional he's gotten and how we didn't get to see how Snoop Dogg felt the first time he heard his song on the radio. We didn't get to see how uh, what it must have felt like for Cypress Hill the first time they stood in front of 100,000 people or millions of people at Lollapalooza or uh, uh, what was the other one they did? Uh, the, uh, the fucking... Woodstock, 99, you know, what it was like to stand in front of millions of people and watch the crowd jump as your song came on. We never got to see those reactions. We hear about it after the fact, but we didn't get to live those moments with our artists that we grew up on in real time. Now it's like, other than, hey, ladies and gentlemen, the Grammy goes too, and then they give their speech. But you know, when Michael Jackson was nominated for 10 Grammys for Thriller and it became the biggest selling album of all time, there's no video of Michael Jackson going, them going, hey, Mike, guess what? Your record just outsold whoever. And him going, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, whatever. Right, that, right. You know, there's no video of that anywhere, like, other than him performing and doing interviews. Like, so, yeah, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it is. It's, it can be, you know, sometimes you think maybe, maybe that should have been private. Maybe that should have been between you guys. But then you got to think, wow, how special it was that we got to be led into that and be a part of it like something that you don't normally get to see or, or yet that's right. a one that's a once in a lifetime moment we witnessed one of the biggest moments of that man's life we watched it you got to watch it him open up and be so emotional because that's what he's been dreaming about since he was a little boy you right. know? and he got to live it like well that's crazy dude uh, uh, i'll tell you this and and, and I, I i definitely uh i could tell you this I talked about it, season five, episode thirty-five. Jelly rises to the top. Yes. After I'd gone to the uh, to the concert. Yeah. In September, him and I, in in <laughs> beautiful Bakersfield. That's California. right. Beautiful. Yes. Um, I, I talked about how the realness and the genuineness of Jelly Roll uh -huh. has continued. Yes. And and and. and at the show, he was like, and, and and I'm just gonna rehash, and I'm sorry for doing this, but yeah, yeah. 
Thank you for coming, taking time and coming out. Thank you for taking time to find a babysitter. Thank right. you for paying these insane parking charges. Thank you for paying $18 for a fucking beer. Yeah. Thank you for paying ridiculous fucking fees on your ticket that are not even necessary, that don't go to the artist or don't help you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like he's a, he's a real person. Yeah. And like, we don't get to see that a lot with famous people. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's part of the thing that I love about the guy. And it is such a such a huge um reason i think that he's had such a meteoric rise yeah is because he's real and people just fall in love with him yes like people like winona judd are like they love jelly roll yeah yeah, he's yeah. just a real dude yeah like they're i mean how many like and i don't mean to be mean but like george lopez came off like a bitch yeah yeah for how sure. many fucking george lopez bitch type people do you run into at the top of the mountain yeah probably a lot yeah Yep. You know? Yeah. 100%. So when you run into somebody that's real like that, people are people love him. Yeah, yeah. People are attracted to him. People are are, are are drawn to him like moths to a flame. He's genuine. He's the he's the real article. He is that guy. The same guy that you see in those videos and getting all emotional, that's who that dude is. That's not an act, you know, and, and people can feel that. When you're genuine and real, people feel it and they'll buy into it that much more and and then when you're passionate on top of it all which he is when he just puts 110 percent of whatever he's got into the music and he loves it and he's grateful for it and he's passionate for it he's been rewarded for that he's been rewarded for the hard work you know he said it in an interview i'm a 15 year overnight success story he's like you know everybody sees the success now but they don't see me living in a van and playing for five people and and you know, begging to sell a T-shirt and sleeping on somebody's floor, you know, like all they know is all of a sudden, hey, who's this Jelly Roll guy? He's really good. Wow, he just blew up overnight. Well, no, he's like, yeah, I guess you'd say twelve years overnight, like, right? You know, right. like or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, it's 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 it. and he's earned it, man. He put in the work, he put in the time, and uh, he got there. There's that comedian Matt Reif, uh-huh. who said uh, I just was listening to an interview with him this morning on the way here. He said he was in stand-up. He's like, everybody's calling him an overnight success story because they're seeing their TikToks now. And he was on uh, the Nick Cannon show, The Wild and Out. And he's selling out big shows now. He's like, I did this for 11 years. And he's like, it wasn't until... He's like, last year in comedy, just a year ago, I probably made 40000 a year if I was lucky, grinding it out, doing shows. He's like, I was to the point after 11 years that I was like, I think I need to move to Denver, get a real job, something stable, and walk away from this. And he's like, and then the shift happened and things started to change. It happened for me. He's like, but it wasn't. He's like, I'm not that far removed. Just last year, after 11 years, I was lucky to be making $40,000 a year in, in comedy. And he, and he said, my friend said it best. He's like, people don't fail. They just quit. And I, I, that was like, that blew my mind. Because I'm having a hard time right now with real estate. You know, and one of the things we talked about, I got into real estate in the last couple of years. This year has been incredibly difficult. I enjoy the work. I love my team, but I'm not making any money. And there's a big part of me that's looking at a future where I may have to go get a full-time job. But if I quit, and give up if I if I fail in real estate, it will be just because I completely quit and walked away from it, not because I just failed. It will be because I quit. I don't, right. I'm not failing at it. It would be because I walk away from it. And that that quote like hit me on the way here. I'm like, yes, it's hard, and but there's value in sticking with it and not giving up. This 
market right now won't stay this market. It's going to peak. And if I walk away from it and quit when it peaks, I won't be there. And then I will fail. But it'll be because I quit. Right. So it, it won't be easy. I'm going to have to get a job at some point maybe if I don't get something going and, and still try to do real estate as well. And then it's going to be real interesting to see how we record this podcast, but we'll make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But this is the shit we've dealt with this year. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because this is how we're going to close this out, right? A couple, and then we had a couple amazing episodes. We had a mental health matters where we talked about, you know, yes, one of my one of my favorite episodes of all that we've done ever. Like I really enjoyed that episode. Right. We talked about um, some real stuff. Um, you know, last week we talked about uh, you know the society and things that are happening. Right. And- right. Well, there was the stabbings in my neighborhood, and and you know, just trying to figure out what could have been done differently. I know there's a. The front page of the local paper now is is the the family members of that young lady that that poor woman who was murdered. Right, she died from her stab wounds, and uh, her family. The front page says the justice system has failed us, and so I think a big part of our conversation is like, what could have been done differently? Oh. Is there a way to cut this guy? Is there a way to get to this young man before this happens and steer the ship? And I, I don't know. Like I said when we talked about it in the episode last week, if I had that answer, I'd be a millionaire somewhere counting checks. Right. You know, I'd be doing this for fun. <laughs> if, if I was doing it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know what that answer is, but well, I'll tell I, you, it's a conversation that needs to happen. Absolutely. Though. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what, man, uh, despite all of the stuff that's going on and taking you down memory lane and it, it, yeah. it comes at us quick, right? It does. Great season. Yes, 100%. Another one in the books. Five years. If uh, It's crazy, dude. I, I think I said this the last time we talked about we were getting ready to wrap up the fifth season. Uh, in a way, it's insane that it's come so fast, and yet at the same time, it feels like we've been doing this forever, man. Right. Like I, I can't believe it's been five years, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, haven't we been doing this for 20? Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's weird. But yeah, congratulations to you, my friend. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy doing this with you. I've said this a million times. If for nothing else, uh, just to hang out with you, dude. Like, well, I, I tell you it's what. It's tough to get it in. We're both busy. I don't know. If we didn't do this podcast, I don't know how often we'd see each other. Right. No, it's it's, yeah. it's, the, it's the sad thing, right? Yeah, like, it's the truth. If you don't, like, it's, it's, I don't want to dig into this too late because we're about to shut this thing down, yeah. but it's part of the reason that I'm do my best to go to golf that I yeah, yeah. play softball yeah, still yeah. because if it wasn't for that, I don't, you know, I don't know if, you know, we all have these lives where we're doing our own things and it's so easy to, absolutely you know, so, so somebody asked me, what do you love about the holidays? Like, what is it? Is it the food? Is it the, is it the gifts? Is it the music? Is it the movies? I go, no, you know what I really like about it now in my older age is it forces us to stop. And I think I'm sure I've said this before. I got family in Sacramento just 50 minutes from my house that I don't see that if it wasn't for a holiday or a birthday or an occasion where everybody stops what they're doing and goes, we're going over to Laurel's house or we're going over to my mom and dad's house to get together. I might not see them. So I'm grateful for anything that forces us to stop and spend time together. And that's why I love the holidays. That's why I love this. And I'm appreciative. I know I've mentioned on the podcast several times that I wish we grow more. I wish we had more listeners. But that being said, we've had a core group of people. Uh, there's about 30 some odd, 35, 30, 
six listeners a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. We've had a core group of people that have been down with us since day one and supported us from day one. And I don't want to lose sight of the fact of how grateful I am to all of them for being on this ride, uh, contributing to the conversations and sitting in with us and talking and commenting and letting us know how they feel. Uh, I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Uh, and we really appreciate you and let's do it again. Let's get six in the book. Well, I'll tell you this, buddy. We, we, we sit down and we talk about the episodes, right? And, uh, Sometimes it's, you know, we, we, we have this, like we talked about, it's hard sometimes. People have so much stuff, so yeah. much material. So yeah. absolutely appreciate the people that are always staying and checking in with us and the people that come back and all of that kind of yes, stuff. Yes, 100%. And, and, and every now and then we'll grab a new one and, and all of you guys. So we appreciate you. Uh, we're looking forward to season six. And uh, when we come back, man, uh, season six, I really, you know, there, I, we'll talk about it next week. Um, when, when, when you check in on season six, um, but there's certain things that hopefully we can, uh, implement uh, that we want to do. And so hopefully we yes. can find a way to get that done and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens cause life happens and we just keep rolling with it. So, yes, it uh, does. we, we thank you guys so much. And, uh, I will tell you this, we have also heard the, uh, rumblings and the, um, the, uh, spatterings, if you will, about getting, some merch so we've yes. heard you yes we're working on it yeah we'll do what we can yeah and uh all right bill get us out of here for the last time for season five in the immortal words of my man george clinton anything good is nasty but it ain't good unless you play with it so go out there and have some fun my people and until the next time we will see you in season six and the 209 thank y'all peace <laughs>